finally home. We, uh, we Christians forget that this world is not our home. We say it, but we forget so often. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. Uh, please turn in your Bibles to uh, Psalm chapter 116, if you have them. Um, I don't know if I told Brother Joel or not. He was working on this program, and, and he put my text right on the bottom of the back page of the program. So it's there if, if you don't have a Bible. There are some Bibles in the pew ahead of you in some of those places. But that verse, Psalm 116, verse 15, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. We come together today to celebrate the home going of Mrs. Cindy Porzinski. Here we have children and spouses and grandchildren. And when you look at the family, you see kids and kids-in-law and grandchildren that love the Lord and want to please Him. Joel, Ethan, Amy, Carol, Grace... They didn't grow up longing to get out of the house so they could get away from this Christianity stuff. To them it wasn't Christianity stuff, it was, it was real. And this is a testimony to a faithful dad and mom who genuinely loved the Lord in front of them and taught them to do the same. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God gave them wonderful spouses who also love the Lord. What a blessing indeed. Praise God for salvation. We come together rejoicing. And that, that song, that was a song that, that Mrs. Porzinski loved. And uh, it's real. Breathing that air, finding it celestial, realizing you're home. Home. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. This is one of those verses you think, if you're new to this verse, (laughs) what? What? That doesn't sound quite right, but oh, it's beautiful when you dig into it. Let's dig into it a little bit today. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I'd like to talk a little bit about precious. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for the testimony of Mrs. Porozinski and that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know, that we know that she's with you there even now. Oh, Lord, the certainty because of your precious word. That's so precious. Lord, as we look at this verse, I pray that you'd speak to hearts and speak to me, Lord. As excited as we are that she's there with you, Lord, there is the emptiness, the the vacancy that that we feel down here, especially the family. And Lord, the grandkids, they're trying to figure all of this out. But I pray, Lord, that in a special way, you would swoop in and fill that vacancy in a way that only you can. Please be with this service. I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I want to look at the sight of the Lord, God's perspective. That is important. I want to look at the saints of the Lord. It says the death of his saints. 
We see a possession there. His saints. And then we see the sentiment of the Lord. How does he feel about it? Well, it tells us it's precious. It's precious. Look at the sight of the Lord. Precious in the sight of the Lord. How does God view it? And that's what's important. How does God view it? We look at things. But oh, the beauty of coming to the point when you care less about how you view things. And understand the importance of how he views things. Precious in the sight of the Lord. Oh, those eyes of God. The Bible has much to say about the eyes of the Lord. First, uh, I, I, I find that his eyes comfort us. We have a terrible enemy. Uh, and it's frightening, our enemy. 1 Peter 5, 8 warns us, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, your adversary, you're on his radar. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Oh, I, I praise God that as he uses his eyes to find someone to devour, God uses his eyes to find someone to deliver. Listen to this verse. Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord, oh, this should be comforting. Less, Lord, about what I see. More, O oh God, about what you see. Second Corinthians 16.9, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Does that bring comfort? Oh, the eyes of the Lord, they comfort us. Really let this thought sink in. The devil walks about seeking whom he may devour, but the eyes of my Lord run to and fro seeking whom he may deliver. Some think that God's up in heaven just waiting for someone to mess up so he can blast them. (laughs) And the truth is, he doesn't have to wait for someone to mess up. This world is full of people messing up all the time. Rare is the person like Mrs. Porozinski that lives this life like God really matters. There's a broad way and most people are on it. Living what I think matters, what I view matters. But really, what does God see? What he sees matters. God's not there looking for someone to blast. Boy, he's, he's waiting for someone to treat him like he matters so he can bless those people. And what a blessing. So many blessings. Uh, uh, several rows of them right here of blessings. Because of a life of faithfulness. His eyes comfort us, but they also caution us. What do the eyes of the Lord see? Uh, Proverbs 15.3 tells us the eyes of the Lord are in every place. Beholding the evil and the good. They see everything. And while that bothers some people, if the devil's after you, I'm glad that he sees everything. Because the devil's waiting to pounce. God sees him way before he pounces. And he can warn me and help me. The eyes of the Lord behold the evil and the good. That should caution us. Don't do that bad thing he sees. But do that good thing he sees. I know that David, he sinned. He he thought, well, I'm going to forget the eyes of the Lord. And I'm going to go with what my eyes see. And 
he saw Bathsheba and, and he was immoral with her and and then uh, caused her husband to die in battle. But after a while he said, Oh Lord, when I live for what these eyes see, I get myself in trouble. Let me get back to what your eyes see. And what did God's eyes see? Well, David tells us in Psalm 51 verse 4, Against thee, thee only have I sinned, sinned and done this evil in thy sight. In thy sight. Oh God, help me never to forget again that what you see is what matters. I've done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. He sees the evil, but he also sees the good. He sees the good. What a blessing. There in Mark 12, 41 and 42, Jesus was in the temple and this little widow woman came with two mites that add up to a farthing. She didn't have much. She didn't have much. But what she had, she was going to make sure God had it. She did not have much. And she went in there, and she wasn't one of the big givers. Maybe the, oh, look at him. Oh, look at that. And she just quietly there with her two mites that add up to a farthing. The Bible says in Mark 12, 41, Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld, and beheld how the people gave. How the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. She really wasn't on anyone else's radar, but she was on Jesus' radar. The eyes of the Lord He catches those things. Behold the evil and the good. But you know, the eyes of the Lord, they also challenge us. Because he sees, I want to live a life that's true and faithful to him. In Hebrews 4, verses 12 and 13, the word of God is quick, it's alive. This reads reads me more than I read it. As I open this book, it reads me. Uh, Just last night, they were doing a skit for the young people. And they said, other people's swords, uh, they're, they're there for us to master. Well, this sword is different. It's there for it to master me. How beautiful. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing, even the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest In his sight. He sees everything. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Not even close. You think you know yourself? Not even close. He knows us better than we know ourselves. There is neither any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Because of this, the next verse reads... Seeing then, because we see this, because we see this, seeing then, we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let us hold fast. Stay the course. Because of him, you can do what you're supposed to do. Because of him, in his sight, 
All things are naked and open before the eyes of him because he sees, because he knows you can stay by the stuff. They challenge us. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. We saw the sight of the Lord. Secondly, let's look at the saints of the Lord. The death of his saints. His possession. His saints. Precious in the eyes of the Lord. In the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. That's a precious idea, possession, isn't it? Out there on the pictures up here we see young Brother Porzinski and his wife. When they were newly married. And oh, newly married people like that. The idea of possession. Have you met my husband? My. Oh, that idea of possession is so precious. This is my wife. Oh, that's such a precious thing. And even more precious here is when God says, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Oh, how precious. Did you know God is a bird watcher? We have a lot of bird watching over by the Lake Michigan. God is a bird watcher. And he even, he even attends the death of a sparrow. There in Matthew 10, verses 29 through 31, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing, and one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father? But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear ye not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. He who attends the funeral of a sparrow knows what a terror death can be for us. There in Psalm 23 it says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Oh, without the Lord, these times can be so frightening. But because of the Lord, they don't have to be. He is so good. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, the idea of possession. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Just like a husband, this is my wife. Or a, a, a lady, this is my husband. How precious when David in Psalm 23 verse 1 said, The Lord is my shepherd. How precious. And it goes both ways. There in John chapter 10 verses 27 and 28, Jesus says, My sheep, my sheep, hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. My, my daughter got saved this last week. Oh, heaven rejoiced. Mrs. Porozinski is going to be up there. Somebody get saved and heaven rejoices. She's going to be a part of that. Oh, how fun. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Heaven rejoiced. And I took her to this verse after she prayed to trust Christ. I took her to this verse and I said, My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. They shall never perish. They shall never perish. What you have in the Lord. Jesus says, my sheep. Oh, that idea of possession. You can say, the Lord is my shepherd. And God says, you are my sheep. How precious. Here in 
the hymnal, we have this song, I am his and he is mine. Loved with everlasting love, led by grace, that love to know. Spirit breathing from above, thou hast taught me it is so. Oh, this full and perfect peace. Oh, this transport, all divine, in a love which cannot cease. I am his and he is mine. Heaven above is softer blue. Earth around is sweeter green. Something lives in every hue Christless eyes have never seen. Birds with gladder songs or flow. Flowers with deeper beauty shine. Since I know as now I know, I am His and He is mine. Things that once were wild alarms cannot now disturb my rest. Closed in everlasting arms, pillowed on His loving breast. Oh, to lie forever here, doubt and care and self-resign, while he whispers in my ear, I am his. I am his. And he is mine. His forever. Only his. Who the Lord and me shall part. Ah, with what a rest of bliss Christ can fill the loving heart. Heaven and earth may fade and flee. Firstborn light and gloom decline. But while God and I shall be, I am his and he is mine. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And the last thing real quickly. We saw the sight of the Lord, the saints of the Lord. And we see the sentiment of the Lord. The Bible say, says, oh, it's precious. Oh, it's precious. It's precious because of the costliness. What did it cost for Mrs. Porozinski to become a saint? How do we assess value? How do we assess worth? Worth is what someone with means and understanding is willing to pay for something. God would know value better than anybody. He's got the means to purchase anything, doesn't he? And he has the understanding of what something truly is worth. People can be scammed, right? You can put down a whole bunch of money. Oh no, I thought there was value and there wasn't. But God has never been and never will be scammed. What is something worth? It's what God's willing to pay for it. He, above all others, knows what something is worth. And what did heaven pay for Mrs. Porozinski's soul? John 3.16 says the same thing he paid for every one of us. God so loved the world that he gave. It was the price he paid. It was the value he placed on the life of everyone. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Whosoever believeth in him. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. He paid the price. But the way 
that we take salvation is by entrusting our soul to God. And Mrs. Porosinski did that. She saw heaven and realized that I was a sinner, but heaven loved me too much to make me pay for my own sin, which would be eternity in hell. God's love reached out to her, and she reached out and took hold on that love in salvation. Boy, it's precious because of its costliness, and it's precious because of its connection. The Bible says in John 10, 17, this is Jesus talking, Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life. Jesus' death was precious to the Father. And I can be connected to that death in salvation where I receive newness of life because I am in the Lord Jesus. Listen to this verse. Uh, There in 2 Corinthians 5, 20 and 21, Now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God, for he hath made him to be sin. Why? For us. For us. Jesus died for us, for you. For you and for me. Jesus died for you and for me. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. How awful. A perfect, the perfect son of God became sin for me. He took my grotesque sin upon him and suffered my consequences. He made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I can be in Christ. And remember what I told you? Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life. That love, there's a preciousness there. And I can be in Christ because of salvation, and I can enjoy and share that preciousness when I am saved. And that's why... Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. I'm precious to God because I'm saved. And because I believed, if you truly believe, it goes both. Remember we said earlier, possession goes both ways. The Lord is my shepherd and I am his sheep. This preciousness goes both ways as well. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 7, Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. Unto you, therefore, which believe, he is precious. When you trust Christ, when you trust your eternal soul to him, when you believe in him, he becomes precious in that special way. You become one of his saints. And then one day, when you say goodbye to this body, And step out into eternity. And because you're saved, you step into his presence. There's rejoicing in heaven. And you're there with God. Like Mrs. Porzinski is right now. This verse, which at first, again, remember we said it earlier? Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of saints. What does that mean? But, oh, we dug into this verse and we understand it a a whole lot better now, don't we? Precious. When we entrust our life to him. Like Mrs. Porozinski did. Is he precious to you? Have you entrusted your 
eternal soul to him. It's her memory. But way better than that is if you make sure of that today so that you get to enjoy heaven with her forever and ever because of Christ. The Lord watches over dying beds. He smooths their pillows and sustains their hearts and then receives their souls. Those who are redeemed with precious blood are so dear to God that even their deaths are precious to him. He views the triumphant deaths of his gracious ones with sacred delight. If we have walked before him in the land of the living, we need not fear to die before him when the hour of our departure is at hand. Precious. Precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. While he whispers in my ear, I am his. And he is mine. Can you say that today? If not, we'd love to show you from the Bible how you can know that for sure. Mrs. Porozinski did. Because of that, she had a fulfilled life. And for all of eternity, forever and forever and forever and forever and forever and forever she will enjoy the Lord. And there's nothing better.